1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and this is a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. Music can really be a form of meditation, so I want you all to sit back in your favorite chair or take a walk with your headphones or earbuds or just find a spot wherever you might be able to create a quiet sanctuary and listen to this interview with Ofra Harnoy and Mike Harriet, and just enjoy this journey and their love letter to Newfoundland as captured on their newest album, On the Rock. And I'm delighted to have back with me two incredible talents, world-renowned cellist Offra Harnoy and Canadian trumpeter Mike Harriet. Let me tell you a little bit about my illustrious guests. Offra Harnoy has established herself as one of the greatest cellists on the world's concert stage. She is one of Canada's most celebrated personalities and is a member of the Order of Canada. By joining the international artists roster of RCA Victor Red Seal in 1987, Ms. Harnoy became the first Canadian classical instrumental soloist since Glenn Gould to gain an exclusive worldwide contract with a major record label. Ofra Harnoy was born in Israel, and she emigrated to Canada at age six. She studied with William Pleeth, Vladimir Orloff, Mistelav Rostropovich, and participated in master classes with Jano Starker, Pierre Fournier, and Jacqueline Dupre. She has given concerts on five continents and has played at the request of Prince Charles, President Bill Clinton, three Canadian Prime Ministers, and several times for the Imperial Japanese Family. Ms. Harnoy has recorded more than 40 solo albums and commands a vast repertoire. She has collaborated with Placido Domingo, Sting, Sir Charles Mackerras, Lorena McKennett, Anton Querty, and Emma Verhey, just to name a few. She has won many awards and distinctions for her recordings, including five Juno Awards. Last year, Ofra married musician and producer Mike Harriet, with whom she now collaborates for live performances and recordings. They have two CDs currently released on the Analecta label, Back to Bach, which we talked about last year, and their latest album just released in September 2020, On the Rock. Ofra's husband and collaborator is Canadian trumpeter Mike Harriet, a respected multi-instrumentalist in both the classical and jazz genres, and he is in demand as a lead trumpeter, jazz improviser, or- orchestral soloist, bassist, arranger, and composer. He has toured extensively throughout North America and Southeast Asia, sharing the stage with a host of luminaries, including Doc Severinsen, Michael Buble, and more. His recording career is diverse, including CDs, radio, television, and film soundtracks, including the Canadian Brass, Juno nomination 2011, the Vancouver Winter Olympics opening and closing ceremonies. Mike has performed with numerous symphony orchestras and big bands all across Canada and abroad. Mike has several recordings under his own name, including his solo CD entitled Off the Road, featuring Mike on a variety of musical instruments and including special guest 10-time Grammy winner Arturo sandoval his solo album isn't Life brand is mike's seventh recording as a leader composer multi-instrumentalist and was released in 2016 their latest cd on the rock celebrates the music of their new home in the province of newfoundland and labrador welcome back Offra harnoy and mike harriet to finding your bliss it's so great to have you back here again
2: hi judy so great to be back
1: thanks for having us it's so our pleasure We met over a year ago, and it was one of my first Finding Your Bliss shows on Zoomer Radio, and life was very different back then. I'll never forget how you both shared a chair in the green room at Zoomerplex, and I thought to myself, wow, are they ever in love. You're still practically newlyweds, and now you have your home together, as I just mentioned, in Newfoundland, where you live, work, and create together. So congratulations on your latest album, On the Rock, which was just released in September. It's just beautiful. I have to tell you that it had me in tears and in exaltation last night and this morning and made me want to visit Newfoundland. Every every album begins with a flash of insight. Or a spark of illumination, what led to the creation of your latest album, On the Rock?
2: Well, we moved here about two years ago. We, we actually came here for a vacation two and a half years ago, and Mike grew up here, but I fell in love with this place instantly. Everything, the food, the people, the music culture, the visual art, the, the, the natural beauty was incredible, and uh, and we decided to buy a home here and move here to have this as our base for our touring lifestyle. We wanted an oasis where we could have uh, a recording studio, a gym, and, and we have everything here in our home. Um, and we were just in the middle of working on back-to-buff at this point, and as soon as that was done, we started driving around, taking little road trips, and really exploring the countryside here. and researching and developing ideas for this album. And, you know, we we had some help from from some local people. Um, Bob Hallett was a big help. He's he's one of the guests on the album in looking for repertoire. And, you know, it it was our hope to to be true and respectful to the tradition of the music here and, and still, you know, put the music through the voice of the cello.
1: For this album, you launched into researching the music of Newfoundland. Can you tell us how you navigated through an extensive list of material from Newfoundland's rich culture and music to craft this beautiful album and to do all of this in the middle of the COVID pandemic?
3: Well, as Aubrey mentioned, we kind of, kind of dove into the planning stages for this album um, last year when Back to Back came out. It was kind of like sending one kid off to college and then starting to raise another one. <laughs> And so we we sat down with Bob Howlett. He's he's one of the former members of the Great Big C, and he's basically a walking encyclopedia of Newfoundland culture. Um, and he sat he sat down with us here in the house. And and what we said to him was that we wanted to we wanted to represent Newfoundland music, but we also you know while being respectful to where the music comes from, we also wanted to put our put it within the context of the music that we that Offer and I have both been playing. And, and whatnot. And so when it came to picking the repertoire, he, you know, he sent us a long list of su- suggestions and we spent some time listening and researching, going out to clubs in, in, in St. John's here and pubs and listening to local musicians performing. And, and, um, we, we wanted to have a nice cross section of sort of the classic ballads. We wanted to represent some of, Kent, some of Newfoundland's, um, great sort of more contemporary composers like Ron Hines, um, and uh, and we also we wanted to explore some of the jig and reels, and so it was it was quite an adventure, especially for Offer, because this was a little bit out of her a bit out of her um, wheelhouse, as it were, especially with the fiddling um, stuff.
2: Well, another thing we found is the traditional music here encompasses such a large variety of emotions. So we wanted to get a nice nice mix, and I mean, you really get to feel what people living in an oceanside community experience. I mean, there's joy and sorrow and love and longing in these gorgeous ballads and, and kind of unbridled enthusiasm of the kitchen party and, and the pub the culture. I mean, you get a, a little taste of everything.
1: I really felt that like I I felt at one minute I was sort of marching and clapping and said so happy. And then the next minute I was weeping. And I thought, Oh boy, it really, it really, it's true. It's like a taste of life in Newfoundland and it almost makes you feel like you're there when we can't travel right now, which is quite lovely.
3: It's true. What's also great about this music is that the stories that these songs tell of living in an Oceanside community a vast number of people living on the ocean and living off the ocean, all the risks and adventures that go along with that, which is, I think, why so many people abroad have been enjoying this album more than we were We're actually kind of surprised and very pleased, obviously.
1: That's just wonderful. So I'm trying to just get a visual, if you could paint me a picture with words of what it's been like for you since the beginning of March when the world really changed with COVID-19 now in its 10th month And putting this whole album together. Look, what was the trajectory? Take us through a day in the life of a friend, Mike.
2: Well, first of all, I have to say we were very lucky that before, this was around Christmas um, or just after Christmas, we had all our guests come in and record their parts. So actually, my daughter, Amanda Cash, was here. She recorded her vocal part for Saltwater Joys. Uh, We had Alan Doyle, we had Kellyanne Evans, Fergus O'Byrne, Kendall Carson on the Fiddle, Bob Hallett, Heather Bamberg, all of them were here before because we had to go on a six-week tour. And so we after Christmas, we had everyone record their parts without the, the instrumental and all the other things. It was yeah, just I, kind of a bare bones.
3: I put together some skeletal accompaniments for them to
4: record to.
2: So we were lucky that they all came in because we wouldn't have been able to do that once we got back from our tour. As soon as we got back from being away for six weeks, traveling around, um, this whole COVID thing started. And at that point, we had just endless time to sit in the recording studio and do what we love and one piece at a time and really put our heart and soul into every single arrangement. Mike, Mike wrote these gorgeous arrangements. And, and we were there every day working together, which we love doing, and just kind of yeah. buried ourselves in that.
3: Yeah, not, not to sound too glib about it, we managed to take advantage of, of a lot of these our guests being around at Christmas time, so we could get them in. And I created these little sort of skeletal accompaniments that they could they could sing to. But because all of our other touring for the spring was canceled, it just kind of gave us more time to spend uh, exploring the arrangements and, and really nuancing and getting the subtleties of the music that we wanted to get across. So. It,
2: we both tend to be very positive people and try to focus on the positive. And as, as scary as it is that all our can- concerts are either postponed or canceled at this point, we want to focus on the positive. And we, you know, we try to have fun. That We spend hours recording and, and practicing and working together. But we also try to have fun. And I mean, this is a perfect place to be for, um, you know, enjoying life even kind of during this isolation. And we're very lucky to be in Newfoundland because the cases are very, you know, there's
1: very few. Very low. I was going to ask you, how has being in the Atlantic bubble affected you? Well, Well, the
2: tough tough thing for us is not being able to see our kids in person. I
4: find that really, really difficult. Yes.
2: You know, we we did try to inject some some fun outside the recording world for ourselves. So we we made some goofy videos that we put on, on on. On my YouTube channel, (laughs) people want to check them out. Uh, They're actually quite fun, and you know, going on hikes and trying to to enjoy the beautiful outdoors. We actually had a gorgeous summer here, so we're, we're very lucky.
1: You guys really know how to have fun and work hard and play hard and create together. And it's really amazing. I was going to I was going to play this later, but because you're mentioning your children, I'd like to move to this song right now. So you, you worked on a song offer with your daughter, Amanda Cash, who sings on the album and together you perform the Wayne Chalk song, Saltwater Joys. And by the way, I loved her singing on this track. And how did this beautiful piece all come together?
2: Well, when we heard Saltwater Joys, I mean, I think every piece on the album kind of begged for the right voice. And when we heard Saltwater Joys, it kind of spoke to me as a a young, you know, I imagined a young person trying to decide what they want to do with their life. Do they want to stay in their simple, oceanside community? Or do they want to move to the big city and, and explore a whole different life? And this is someone who's kind of decided... To, to stay in, in this simple type of life. And I imagined a young, innocent voice. And then I, you know, we thought of Amanda.
3: Well, the thing is we, we, uh, we do spend, we do FaceTime, even outside of COVID. We do FaceTime with our kids because they live, you know, outside of Newfoundland. So one of the things Amanda loves to do is she'll just sit and play her guitar and sing songs for us. And we, listen and we absolutely love it. And um <clears throat> so when we, were, when we came up with that song we were listening to it and we started working on the arrangement for it. Um, we realized that Amanda would have the perfect voice for it, and just the, her way of expressing herself. And So it took us so took a little bit of convincing to get her to, to to do it. I think she was a little bit reluctant to to, to perform, you know, in a in this kind of a public. Forum, but it's
2: always been just a hobby for her. I mean, because yeah. she's you know, she's pursuing other interests, she, she wants to go into law, but but, but playing music has always been kind of her uh, meditation and her relaxation.
4: Lovely. Yeah. it. Was, it was over Christmas, we
3: managed to talk her into getting into the studio. We spent, we spent a little bit of time in there, and she sang and she sang beautifully. And uh, and we're I, I think it's one of my favorite tracks on the album just because of how the whole playful accompaniment really really matches well with, with um, the joy in her voice and the and the kind of youthful enthusiasm that she she brings to it.
2: Yeah, and I love the parts where the cello is kind of mingling with her voice
1: and we speak to each other through the music Oh, I just got the chills I just got the chills and that's always a good sign let's have a listen to Saltwater Joyce
5: just to wake up in the morning to the quiet of the cove, and to hear Aunt Bessie talking to herself and to hear poor Uncle John Mumbling wishes to all now. It made me feel that everything. So I'll just take my chances with those salt water drawers. Following the little brook as it trickles to the shore in the autumn when the trees are flaming red. Kicking leaves that fall around me, watching sunsets paint the hills.
1: I just love that. I I think Amanda might be working as a singer in addition to being a lawyer. She's got a gorgeous (laughs) voice. That's just beautiful. Really, really beautiful stuff. You know, I, I love that you weave together and tell the story of what you love about Newfoundland, the beauty of the land, the spirit of the people and the rare mystique of the culture. And I love that you've included singers like your daughter, Ofra, and musicians on the album, um, Mike, like Alan Doyle from the Great Big Sea, Bob Hallett from Great Big Sea, jazz singer Heather Bambrick, performer Kellyanne Evans, folk musician Fergus O'Bearn, Kendall Carson, and Maureen Ennis. And Mike, you say this album challenged you as a music arranger to capture the essence of the original music while finding a way to introduce the cello. Can you tell us how you managed to do this and did this change how you normally work?
3: It seems like everything I write, whether it's an original composition or an arrangement of any type, I all sort of find myself in an existential crisis at some point. I figure <laughs> out whether or not I'm going in the right direction, or or if I'm completely out of whack. I relied on Offer's input with a lot of this uh, setting this music, setting the context for a lot of this music because of it's her instrument, her voice. It's going to be uh, playing the the large bulk of it, and so. Um, as I've gotten to know her playing more and more, that's informed how I how I write things. Sometimes I write things where she looks at me and goes, "You know, this isn't very easy to play on a cello." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I say, "Yeah, but you know who I'm writing it for, so you know, I, I think you can handle it." But um, it is very different. There's not a lot of. I mean, I don't think I've heard cello specifically playing this kind of music, Newfoundland music, in any other context. I'm sure perhaps it has happened, but not in my uh, scope of experience. And um, with the instruments that we were that we were choosing to use, I've, I've got a lot of the brass instruments here that I use, and, and some of the percussion, and, and then with the guests, with the different instruments, we had choices with Fer- Fergus O'Byrne to use. Um, at one point, we tried using a concertina, which is a little sort of melodic uh, accordion, and that didn't really fit with what we were doing. The, the timbre wasn't didn't fit well with the brass and with with the strings. And but we did find the banjo worked well. And then in other situations, whether or not Offer was going to play a fiddle line up with the fiddle, or if she's going to play an octave lower, or play something different, there was always these ways that we wanted to, we wanted to be true to what we were what we were recording, the music, the material. But we also had to make sure that we weren't just reproducing what somebody else had already done. Without trying to reinvent the wheel there was it was a very delicate balance there I think with every every different piece and every I can tell you every piece got the same amount of attention and love and care um,
2: we actually recorded a lot of stuff that we ended up not using because it just didn't feel right and uh-huh. or we would change it or would sleep on it and say you know what this this demands something different or this <laughs> feels like it would be something or different
3: wake up in the middle of the night going <laughs> you know what? I got a great idea.
2: I always have those in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I say, yeah. you know what? Actually, I have to tell you a funny story about the St. John's Waltz because uh, Mike was working on the arrangement, but it was one of the... We kind of created date nights mm-hmm. in days where we didn't work. We just did whatever we felt like. Sometimes we dress up and cook dinner. Some some days we do movie. a theme. Yeah. And one day we did like a tropical... Uh, theme and we dressed in our bathing suits and we had tropical drinks and we stepped by
3: by the window with
2: cocktails (laughs) (laughs) so we had one day a week and it was the night before this that I had this dream, this goofy dream about a stuffed animal whale attacking me with Jaws music while I was playing the boff suite I woke up in the morning and I told Mike my crazy dream, I was sitting in my pajamas with my slippers on playing the boff suite and the stuffed animal with Jaws music, came and attacked me. (laughs) Okay, guess what we're doing today for our date day? We are making a video. We're going to
4: play all the
2: music. And this is actually on our YouTube channel. We're going to do all the music and do this. And so I was playing the Bach Suite. And then when Mike went back to working on the St. John's Waltz, he said, what do you think this sounds like? And he started to play kind of a variation on on, on the Bach Suite. And that kind of led to the beginning of but to, the, of, uh, end, to yeah. the end of of the St. John's Waltz. We both thought it worked. Having,
3: having it in my ear, it was an earworm. I had to had to use. But the, the video is called Bach Meets Jaws. It's on Opera YouTube page our YouTube channel,
2: among some other goofy things. And like.
3: and it's Opera Harnoy's debut performance on the double bass. We both we both made up the double bass section of, of the orchestra. We can we. Constructed for the the Jaws theme music, and, um, and so there's some, even some little v- video footage of Offer with a big double bass, and her foot is up on a chair, so she. Can
1: I play couldn't it. reach it. It was so. It's
4: a bit bigger <laughs> than a <shot.
1: laughs> I, I have to say it is definitely my favorite song on the album and uh, and 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 after watching the music video for this song on Offer's Facebook page, which is also on YouTube, and the song is called St. John's Waltz, Kara Waltz, featuring the lead singer Canadian folk rock band Great Big C, Alan Doyle, and singer Maureen Ennis from the Ennis Sisters. And I don't want our listeners to wait any longer. Let's have a listen to St. John's Waltz.
0: Oh, the harbor lights are gleaming, and the evening is still and dark. And the seagulls are all dreaming, seagull dreams, Amherst Rock, and the mist is slow. Ship is coming in, and all the sailors got a story. Summer drew, summer falls, but they're always erect, and they're up on the deck, and they're dancing the St. John's Waltz. Well, we've had our share of history. A dose of salts. and they're parking their cars they're packing We dancing the St. John's Ball.
1: My gosh, that is so beautiful. I, I don't know that there's something about that music. It just goes right into my bones. I don't know what it is. It's just, uh, it's so fabulous. And I, folks can get this gorgeous song on Offer and Mike's latest album on the rock. What I loved about St. John's Waltz, Kara Waltz in the video. And that was you guys slow dancing on the water, on the edge of the water and, and doing all of this beautiful dancing in, the, in that video. It was so wonderful.
3: That was our little tribute to Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Caris, wall section of that tune is, is actually a composition by Alan Doyle and Maureen Ennis. It was, it was um, written for a dancer that, that was a friend of theirs. And, uh, and so when we asked Alan uh, about singing this song with us, uh, he said, you know, because we, we had talked about him doing something on the album, when we talked about that song, he said he was actually going to suggest it. Um, and then asked if we minded doing the Karas And well. so it made the perfect um, uh, instrumental the breakout from the, from the song. And when we started putting the video together with our videographer, Nicholas, uh, Nicholas Hiscock, um, we had this idea of, of us dancing and, and offers a much better dancer than I am. So wow. I'm just kind of hanging out for dear life there. <laughs> if, you know, if you watch the video, you know it's a fancy little spin. Move at the end that we did, and uh, I managed to do three straight takes of that without falling over. So <laughs> we managed to sneak that in there, but yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. We had fun doing that, it
2: yeah. Was, we, we, have, we wanted to kind of get iconic spots in St. John's in the video and yeah. kind of have us moving from one iconic spot to the other. And there's actually a statue of Ron Hines in there as well. The
3: weird thing was is that you know, in St. John's, the weather could be anything, but. We've had a fantastic summer here and we, I think we did the video shoot that video shoot with our, well, like with a jacket and long pants and shoes and socks and shirt, you know, like all kind of dressed up in suits kind of thing. Um, and it it was, to be I one of the As if you look closely, you can see us melting
4: as we're doing that whole yeah. dance.
1: <laughs> It's just so romantic. Uh, anybody, couples out there uh, during COVID who just want to have a little romance, just watch that video and watch this couple, and you're just going to uh, have a very romantic night. It's uh, it's just really inspiring. We're going to go on a short commercial break and we come back i'd love to ask mike what it's like to be back in his hometown of saint john's newfoundland back in a moment
0: finding your bliss is brought to you by create canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years
6: create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together.
1: We are back and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio AM 740 FM 96.7. We're joined by the fabulous cellist Ofra Harnoy and terrific trumpeteer Mike Harriet. Mike, I want to ask you, what is it like being back in St. John's, Newfoundland after all these years? I think you left when you were 21 years old, Mike. Is it is it a very different Newfoundland? What has it been like for you to be back again?
3: Like you said, I moved away when I was in my early 20s. I was I was in university here, and then I went out west to seek my fame and fortune, but I've also managed to sort of reconnect with with some old friends that I hadn't seen in a long time, so it's been really fun I, I never expected that I would come back and live in Newfoundland, but I guess the truth of the matter is is that I left thirty years ago to to go find myself a nice girl to bring home, and it took me <laughs> thirty years.
4: To
1: I should also tell the listeners because I got to see you at the beginning of this squad cast, uh, uh, audio recording on video. And just like they were almost a year and a half ago at the zoomerplex, they're sharing a chair and sharing a laptop. And it's, uh, it's quite lovely.
4: We are quite adorable. <laughs>
1: You really are. You really are. I love your descriptions also, guys, of the story behind each song on the CD. Like there's these wonderful little um, descriptions of each story in the CD. So it really is uh, just the most wonderful Christmas gift or Hanukkah gift, great stocking stuffer. And the first track on your album is "She's Like the Swallow," and that song was discovered in 1930 in Newfoundland by folklorist Maude Carples. And over the years, it's come to be seen as one of the finest Newfoundland songs. Can you tell us a little more about the inspiration behind "She's Like the Swallow"?
3: That particular arrangement, I, I have to admit that I, I listened to. i listened to a number of recordings of the King Singers from England. Um, King's college, uh, have a great recording of this. And I, I loved it so much that I thought I would, I would adopt a little bit of the sort of the rhythmic comping and, uh, and harmonic approach to the background part. So that was, that was a little bit of the inspiration behind this arrangement. Now I, I thought it would be a beautiful way to start the album with, with just a solo cello voice it felt like it needed an electric bass. And I don't know, the whole thing sort of evolved. So a lot of people that listen to that think that it's it's one of the jazzier arrangements on the album.
2: Yeah, I definitely see that. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the most jazz, jazzy.
3: Which I did not set out at all to do.
4: But, but it, we, it like, like every way.
2: other uh, song on the album, we actually listened to as many interpretations as we could get our hands on. So we wouldn't imitate anyone, but just kind of draw ideas.
3: Yeah. Different
2: interpretations. There's,
3: there's, I mean, there's. you're all going to have influences wherever you go, and, and musically, you know, there's, there's the language of music, so there's only so many ways you can do stuff. And, and um,
2: actually listen to the whole album, because I know people don't tend to do that anymore, but I think it just tells a, a story, yeah. like from beginning to end, that has a really nice feel to it of, of telling the story of this whole, you know, the variety of this Newfoundland. Yeah, it, oh, kind of, it
4: kind of took on a
3: nice sort of narrative arc between going from "She's Like the Swallow" to the to the
1: lonely Waterloo at the end. Wow, that is great! Now let's have a listen to "She's Like the Swallow." Mm. Gorgeous, gorgeous, hauntingly beautiful. I also love the track, Let Me Fish Off Cape St. Mary's, especially because that ballad was written by the Newfoundland author and songwriter Otto Kelland, who lived until he was 100 years old. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little more about that song and why you included it in the album?
2: That's probably the first song I heard, the first Newfoundland song I heard, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a simple melody, but it's very haunting and, and just makes you feel like you're sitting in an ocean side little cabin looking out at the water. I don't know. Just just very visual for me when I when I play it. That arrangement,
3: we, I did a very short version of that arrangement. We sent it out as a, as a video invite for our wedding. Yeah. Um, and then we, we did a concert uh, offering myself and my two brothers did a concert with the Newfoundland Symphony last year. And I wrote an arrangement. I expanded on that arrangement so that it would include the four of us playing with the orchestra. And so when we came to doing this album, I, I rearranged that arrangement slightly for this ensemble, which is basically me playing. I think I'm playing 15 different brass instruments and offers doing 11 different cello tracks. And I've got a little a couple of little percussion toys that I play within there as well. Um, but that, that track is a favorite of a friend of ours who and Whalen who lives she's lives here in town, but she's got a place in Placentia, which is very close to Cape St. Mary's. And a few weeks ago we went out there a number of weeks ago, I guess it's been five or six weeks ago, we went out there with her and we were we were visiting with her and staying with us or visiting with us at that point was actually one of one of Otto Kellen's nieces. So it was kind of interesting to have that Connection, like a direct connection to the composer, and then we took a trip out to Cape Saint Mary's on probably one of the only days that it hasn't been foggy or windy. It was beautiful and hot And we had and sunny. a picnic out there, looking out over Cape Saint Mary's.
2: Yeah. It was so beautiful.
3: And Anne was sitting in the back of the car, and she insisted that as we drove up over the hill, so that Cape Saint Mary's came into view, that we actually play that track from the over album over and over. Let's do
4: it again. She, <laughs> listen again, listen again. Uh, so, um, that one, that one
3: definitely speaks, and it's it's such a beautiful song. I think it's, it is a beautiful, beautiful. Song. You know, I think every kid in St. John's had to sing that at some point in the music festival here, so it's it's kind of ingrained in our in our, our DNA. Uh, but it is such a beautiful song, and I, I, I that's another one where I started with the solo cello, um, just just offered by yourself and kind of let the arrangement kind of grow. I think that's probably that's one of my other favorite tracks. On the other, all my favorites when we sing
1: oh without further ado let's hear let me fish off cape st mary's I, that's such gorgeous playing and your your uh, cello playing is so magnificent. And then that whole orchestration, I don't know, it just made me uh, gasp in the middle of it. It's just gorgeous. Oh, I love it. It's not all work for you guys. You you love to hike. You love to kayak. You love to live. You mentioned about all the fun things that you've done uh, and you intersperse all. You're also both vegans. And uh, was that always the case or did you become vegans together?
2: Uh, I've been vegan for over eight years. And when we got together, Mike wanted to try it for a week. I didn't push him into it. And uh, he said he felt so amazing after a week of being vegan that he's never looked back. So it's now three years for him or a little more than three years. Yeah. Yeah. It's over
4: three years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, It just feels good not having
3: animal stuff coursing through my veins.
2: Yeah, we uh, we we love. It's part of our day. It's cooking together. We yeah. you know we get up in the morning. We work out. We have a you know a pretty regular schedule of 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 our day, and most of it is things we enjoy doing together. So we love uh, working out together and cooking together. And then we both go off and do our work separately. And then our work together. And we get together for a proper tea in the afternoon. And right. then we go out and do some more work and then uh,
1: start making dinner. So. Yeah so great. I, I, You know what I love the most about the album is that there's jazz and there's classical and there's ballads and it's upbeat and it's mournful and heartbreaking and beautiful and I adored the track called Two Ronnies which I believe are two jigs and it just reminded me of happy feel good Newfoundland music. Can you tell us about Two Ronnies and I know you were doing a lot of cool things on their mic with uh, the solo fluke and piccolo trumpet and, and all kinds of cool things happening there that was that
3: was actually more of a like a feature for the trumpet it was one of the tunes that we wanted to explore you know different ways of doing some of the fiddle music so that's a couple of jigs that are put together i thought that the, the flugelhorn horn was kind of a nice melodic sort of fiddle-like range instrument and then the piccolo trumpet uh, i thought that would be nice sort of as the irish whistle kind of sound
2: yeah, you get so much variety
3: in that one piece, it's amazing, yeah. And uh, and so you know, it offers got some cool sort of counter melodies and supportive melodies and broader, broader celloistic things that go on. And I think there's a little bit of percussion behind there as well, it's sort of like a more bought-on kind of uh, feel. But it was, it was just you know, I don't know when we, when we started looking at that one, we liked it, I didn't know what I was going to do with it, and then I started recording it, I started doubting if it was going to work, and that
1: worked. It always does. With you guys, it always does. Let's have a listen to two Ronnie's. I'm, I'm dancing a jig in my uh, in my uh, recording chair here and toe-tapping. And-
4: we were actually just doing that too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mike and Offer, you're always making music and you're currently in the very stages of planning for some upcoming recording projects. Can you tell us a little bit about what's to come?
3: Well, we're not to give too much stuff away, but there's going to be a solo unaccompanied cello album coming out in the next probably a couple of years.
4: Mm. Uh, also got a,
3: a solo cello with orchestra album that's in the beginnings of
2: construction. It works, except it's got to kind of well, be past the worst of this have, COVID thing.
3: Co- we have to get an orchestra in the room together, so that yeah. that's going to be that's gonna, we're going to be scheduling that for as soon as we can pull the plug on that one. We're going to we're going to do that, and, and then, then we, we have some
4: stuff together. We, we got a couple
3: other projects that we've been talking about doing with. The two of us, an American song, with maybe a Gershwin. Gershwin and Bernstein kind of
4: mm.
3: combination of, uh, there's so much great music just from those two composers alone.
1: Offer and Mike, you've just released a music video for your track, "Sunny's Dream, which features Kellyanne Evans. We have a clip from "Sunny's Dream, which is now a video on Offer Harnoy's Facebook page, and you can even watch the whole video on our Instagram page, at The Bliss Minute. Let's roll a short excerpt. By the way, I think this is one of your most beautiful videos to date.
5: Sunny lives on a farm in a wide open space. You can take off your sneakers and give up the race. You can lay down your head by a sweet riverbed, but Sunny The words his mama said
1: Awesome. And I don't know if you mentioned this because you didn't say Zoomer Hall, but I know you've been discussing doing a concert at our very own Zoomer Hall. Can you tell us about that?
3: That's just that's something that came to us through our publicist, I think, or maybe our our agent. And uh, we, I don't have the details on that yet, but we'll certainly let everyone know when that's happening. But that's sort of COVID related, COVID related as well, right? Of course
1: absolutely what is bliss for Ofra harnoy right now
2: what is bliss um, every day of our life i'm grateful for every minute i like to be present in the now i guess is, is the way to say it we're, we're so happy to be together and to be in love and to be able to make music together and enjoy every minute of the time we have together
1: oh so amazing i'm so happy for you afra I wish, I wish we were in the same place and I could give you guys a big hug. I'm going to do a virtual one. <laughs> we'll get to do that soon. I hope so. What is bliss for Mike Harriet?
4: Uh, oh,
3: for Hanoi.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay, now I definitely have the chills. That's it. Full chills <laughs> happening. <laughs> How can people connect with you both through social media and purchase your album?
3: Um, the album is available through all the usual online formats itunes and, and and you can buy hard copies through uh analecta i think and through amazon whatever you can also go to offerharnoy.ca where you can purchase a signed copy of the album so that's what i would encourage people to do as well if they would like to get offers uh, personalized signed thing i might even put my chicken scratch on there as well
2: <laughs>
3: and so that's available through offerharnoy.ca
2: yeah, and I'll be
3: happy to sign for people personally yeah. if they want it for a yeah. and you, can, you can look up Offer for Hanoi on Facebook, Instagram, and our our social media people keep us quite active on on hers and mine. Mine are both under career We like to keep people informed as to what's coming up, our videos and our uh, little recording projects and stuff that we're doing. We're we're trying to keep in contact with our with our audience.
1: I want to tell everyone again to look out for this beautiful new CD on the rock. And I want to thank you both so much for Harnoy and Mike Harriet for being with us again today. It's just been delightful to have you back again and congratulations on all the beautiful work you're doing together and in the world. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Judy. You, great talking to you. So wonderful. We're going to go on a short commercial break more with finding your bliss. And we come back back in a moment.
0: Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years.
6: CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together.
1: We are back and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. I would like to thank my guests, Ofra Harnoy and Mike Harriet, And a big thank you to our supervising producer, Mag Ruffman, production manager, Siobhan Kylie, PA researcher and editor, Haley Allegia, audio producer, Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center, And this show has been recorded on Squadcast. We're going to close out the show today, as always, with a short meditation. And this one is from the UCLA Semel Institute, Mindfulness Research Awareness Center. Begin this meditation by noticing the posture you're in. You may be standing or sitting or lying down. Notice your body exactly as it is and see if you can tune in to any sensations that are present to you in your body. Just notice what's happening with curiosity and interest. And now take in a deep breath. And breathe out. As you breathe, relax. Not much to do except be fully present and aware. And now let go of the body sensations and turn your attention to the sounds inside or outside the room. You can also notice the silence between the sounds. Our tendency is to want to think about the sounds. Just see instead if you can simply listen to the sound. Just notice it with curiosity and interest. And now once again, notice your body standing, present or seated or lying down take in another deep breath and let it all go softening and when you're ready gently open your eyes and come back to the room and for all of us here at finding your bliss i'm judy liebrack reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss